Welcome to Window of Opportunity, a Stargate rewatch podcast. I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel. And today we're talking about Stargate SG-1 Season 5, Episode 11, Desperate Measures. Yay. Ooh, that sounds like there might be some fun foreign territory titles on that one. Maybe. There's three. Oh. One really fun one, two that are just kind of like, you know, variations on a theme, but. No. Is one of them called Measures of Desperation? Because that would have been. (laughs) (laughs) Not not quite like that, no. Okay. (laughs) All right, got it. Uh, Yeah. But we'll get to that at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. Just (laughs) (laughs) Not good with keeping on task today. Yeah, that's all right. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you. I didn't remember this episode. Like, oh man. Then I started watching. Then I was like, oh yeah, it's this one. But like, if you just say like this title to me, I'm like, I don't I don't know what that is. I don't remember well, that. I mean, it's pretty vague for what actually happens. Yeah, yeah, I will say that. Pretty yeah. much any episode could be called <laughs> desperate measures really that's very they could have called 2001 <laughs> desperate measures and it would have made sense yeah yeah it's, it's yeah that's true yeah we should just start calling desperate measures part whatever every <laughs> stargate sg1 desperate measures yes <laughs> Okay, so this episode originally aired on September 7th, 2001. It was written by Joseph Malazzi and Paul Molly and directed by William Garrity. And on the commentary, we have Will Garrity, Jim Menard, and James Titchener. So again, this commentary was just a lot about sort of like the technical aspects of filming it. So that I don't have a lot of like fun stuff really from the commentary. But if, if you like sort of technical chatter about how TV is made, it could be an interesting one to check out so a look behind the scenes as it were for aspiring movie tv people yes Mm -hmm. yes nice cool Uh, so in this episode when major carter is kidnapped by a terminally ill man who intends to use a gould symbiote to save his life jack is forced to team up with an old foe to find her my favorite i know i'm like i wonder who that old foe could be (laughs) Our most least favorite. Yes, the, the man we love to hate yes. <laughs> so much. Yes. Who looks really good out of uniform? I have to say, I really enjoyed his casual look this time. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, in a force some, somewhere in Armory Chalk pulls up to two other soldiers who are sort of blocking the road. The driver and the passenger of the truck get out to see what's going on and they converse in Russian and Interesting. Uh, so I did, I went back and watched this episode on Amazon and the subtitles just say speaking in foreign language. <laughs> so they didn't even specify which foreign language. Nope. Just speaking nope. in foreign language. So nope. I have no idea what they're saying, but it's obvious about like, why are you here? What's this roadblock? And there's some like paperwork passed around. So but it then, is interesting they didn't actually subtitle it. I know. So you have no idea unless you speak Russian. What, yeah. what was in there? No. Yeah, that is very interesting for sure. So I um, wonder if they threw in any sort of ridiculousness for... I don't... Yeah. I don't know. There was there was nothing on the internet about like, about that like there was like in previous episodes where there have been some Russian characters. So I don't mm-hmm. know. If anybody speaks Russian out there, did they say anything weird, silly, fun? Were they talking about like what they had for dinner last night? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? We don't know. So, uh, so the two soldiers... 
um, shoot at the the driver and the passenger who hopped out of the car. And then some other guys pop out of the woods and start shooting at the other soldiers who are in the back of the truck. They're all dead. And then one of the soldiers climbs into the back of the truck and approaches a man who's still sitting there, still alive, pushes up his hat. And oh, my God, it's a Jaffa. (gasps) Man. On Earth. And I had a weird thought just because obviously I'm not as exposed to militaries of other countries, but for some reason, you know, like every time I see camo green, I always think American military. And so like seeing Russian military in camo green, I was like, huh, but obviously why wouldn't they be in, yeah. <laughs> in camo yeah. green? It just, you know, in movies and TV shows that are American made portraying militaries of other countries, they're always wearing something very distinctly different. So it was just, it was a funny thing of like, well, of course they would. Why wouldn't they be wearing that? Yes. I'm really. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We then cut over to Sam who is exiting a gym. She goes to get in a car when a white van pulls up and several men in black jump out. Uh, Sam, Sam gives up a good fight. She does her best. She's like, you know, yelling, kicking, punching. Uh, unfortunately, they do manage to drag Sam away. However, there was a homeless man there who saw everything and mutters ninjas as they drive away. I really hope that was improv. <laughs> Probably wasn't, though, but that would no, be awesome. I think that was that was scripted, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ninjas. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like that's something I need to incorporate in my everyday life whenever I see something weird. Ninjas. Mm, ninjas, yeah. So we come back from the opening credits and we're now at the SGC where Sam has been missing now for over 48 hours. Uh, The police found nothing at her apartment. They found her car at the gym, but there's like no witnesses or anything else. So Jack kind of says something that's kind of hinting that he wants to go do something. And Ham's just like, we don't have jurisdiction outside of the SGC. And Jack's like, well, that doesn't mean we can't like look around, right? Which, yeah, of course, yes, please True. go look around, find her. It'd be funny if he was like, we don't have jurisdiction on this planet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Where do you have jurisdiction then? <laughs> so Sam wakes up tied to a hospital bed and some doctors come in and just tell, the only thing they tell her is that she's there for some tests. And they inject her with something and then leave as Sam continues to just sort of struggle against her restraint. Jack is at the gym looking around and he comes across the homeless man who is there and starts asking him some questions and promises to bring him some of his National Geographics from home if, you know, to add to this man's collection if he, you know, tells Jack what he saw. And so the guy just tells Jack about the ninjas. Like, okay, cool, thanks, I think. (laughs) It's a little bit like, hmm, maybe? I don't know. So uh, then back in Daniel's office, Jack is telling him what he'd learned about how Mayborn communicates with his like old friends and stuff on like message boards online. So he asks Daniel to leave a message on a movie board and says to make the message, Hutch, we need to talk, signed from Starsky, which is a callback to their previous aliases when they went to go visit uh, Kinsey at his house and with his wife, you know. They were dark skin hutch. So. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. So in the hospital, Sam is being wheeled into a large exam room. And uh, so she's like wheeled into the room, but the doctor stops out in the hall as another doctor's like, hey, we got the tests back. And they found some interesting results in her blood tests. Uh, there's an unusual protein marker, which we know what that is, and an mm-hmm. unidentified heavy metal. We also know what that is. 
and they want to double check the results with another lab and then we see sam manage to like roll off the gurney kind of starts to stumble around knocks over a cart as she just falls over uh, apparently the one doctor gave her enough chloral hydrate for a man twice her size so as sam's on the floor she managed to like grab a scalpel and like hide it before they get her back up onto the gurney so i, I decided to look into chloral hydrate because why not why not yes. why not uh so it was first discovered in 1832 by Justus von Liebig in Gissen, Germany. Uh, it's, yes. yes. Like uh, it's, its sedative properties were first noticed by Rudolf Buchheim in 1861, but it wasn't published until 1869 by Oscar Liebrich. Uh, because it is apparently very easy to make, it quickly became the go-to sedative in both asylums and just general medical usage. Uh, oh, fantastic. For yeah. For a time in the late 1800s, it became a recreational drug that was mm. like very easily abused. Um, it can also be used as a cleaning agent, and it was used as part of a <laughs> compound called Hoyer's mounting medium, which is used when creating like permanent, like microscopic slides for like you know plant samples or other like small organisms for when you want to like keep the sample, you know, on the slide like permanently. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So there you go. That's chloral hydrate. Oh man, it's so multifunctional. Yes. Um, I didn't. I don't know if I should, but apparently it used to be used. That so do you know you know that phrase slip in somebody the Mickey? Oh yeah. The chloral hydrate was the drug that was is used. Is the Mickey? Is yeah, is, is the original Mickey. Yeah. Where does the expression Mickey come from? So it comes from so this when you spike somebody's drink with it, the drink. It, the, the slang for that is Mickey Finn, is you make it a Mickey Finn. So that's then slipping somebody the Mickey became oh. that. So. Well, now I want to know who Mickey Finn was. I don't, I, where did that come up? Why was <laughs> slipping somebody a sedative in their drink <laughs> named after this person? Um, okay, a solution. Um, so it used to be called knockout drops was used to prepare a Mickey Finn which is just a drink that's been laced with any kind of incapacitating agent, but specifically chloral hydrate. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, so, okay. So the Mickey Finn is most likely named after the manager and bartender of the Lone Star Saloon and Palm Garden restaurant, which operated on State Street in Chicago woohoo, from 1896 to 1903. Uh, in December 1903, Chicago newspapers documented that a Michael Mickey Finn managed the Lone Star Saloon and was accused of using knockout drops to inca incapacitate and rob some of his customers. Oh, that's very Chicago, isn't it? Yeah, that <laughs> sure is. Yeah, very, very Irish Chicago. Oh yeah. man, well uh, done. The the first account of uh, like using Mickey Finn in like pop culture was by Herbert Asbury in his 1940 book, Gem of the Prairie, An Informal History of the Chicago Underworld. Oh, okay. So, oh, Chicago and yep. its rich history. Yep. There Love you it. go. Love to call so, it my hometown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So Jack has returned to the gym parking lot with his magazines, but the homeless guy's not there. He drops them off anyway. And guess who is there, though, waiting? <gasps> It's Mayborn! Does that mean he was the homeless man the whole time? <laughs> That's a pretty good disguise if he was. But no. 
But it's like, it's really with like Mayborn's like, hi, Jack, don't turn around. It's like, of course, Jack is going to turn around. Why? Why are you even saying that? And he's like, I have a gun. And Jack's like, I have a gun, too. Like, you and? can't, you can't like threaten Jack here. So anyway, so Jack tells him about Sam going missing, thinks it may have something to do with some of Mayborn's buddies. And he's like, "I sorry, no, this, I, this was not us. This was anything we would have done. And he's like, why don't you ask the NID? And Jack's like, why didn't we think of that? Like, of course. Um, so the only useful bit of information Mayborn has is he tells Jack to try user 4574. Which I actually remembered that reference. Yay! I was going to ask if you remember. <laughs> I did! Yay! So Jack apparently calls that into Hammond's office and Daniel's there. And Hammond's like, well, I think we know who user 4574 is. It's actually a really cool alias, isn't it? It is, yeah. So in case anybody out there doesn't remember, if you skip that episode. So user 4574 is from the episode The Fifth Man. And was uh, the general, the generic username that Simmons logged in on to get, you know, all the personnel files and everything when uh, Simmons first became involved in the show. So, so at the Pentagon, Jack has gone to visit Colonel Simmons, and so this is who Mayborn was pointing at. And Simmons just like basically brushes off everything Jack is accusing him of, because you know Mayborn's a convicted traitor, and Jack's just like, I actually trust him more than you right now, so you gotta give me something. Um, and the only thing Simmons says is that apparently somebody paid $3 million into one of Mayborn's offshore accounts. So, so there's that. There's that. How do you like them, Apple? Yep. We get then a quick cut back to the hospital of Sam starting to like cut through her bindings with that scalpel she had smuggled. Up in the briefing room, Daniel has tracked the, that $3 million, uh, to a multinational corporation called Zetatron Industries that is owned by a man named Adrian Conrad. He was a tech guy, but is now invested in everything from shipyards to sportswear factories. It's likely Mayborn may have been selling information, as spies do, So, but there's really no direct link of like what exactly was going on between these two. Of this um, incident to Mayborn, yeah. to him? Yeah, it's like... Sam has gone missing. This guy's company paid Mayborn $3 million. Are they connected? We don't know. Mm -hmm. um, the other interesting thing is that Adrian apparently hasn't been seen in public for over six months. And the other bit we have is that the payment with, uh, was authorized by Diana Mendez, who is Adrian's like personal assistant. And very conveniently, Mayborn goes to visit Diana Mendez to ask <gasps> her what she knows about Sam's disappearance. She knows nothing. All she did was send payment for something valued at $10 million by a renegade faction of Russian military intelligence. Where have we heard that before? That's not a surprise. Mm -hmm. uh, he tries to threaten her, but it doesn't work because she can't tell him what she doesn't know. Basically, like, she doesn't ask questions. Adrian says, do this. She doesn't, doesn't ask why, basically. Yep. Plausible deniability. I love how most of Mayborn's entrances these days where people are like, ah, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm a spy. <laughs> it's what I do. It's my job to be sneaky. Yes. <laughs> so we get then Jack waiting for Mayborn in the parking garage and it's time for them to have a little bit of chat. 
back in the hospital, a doctor comes in and tries to get Sam to tell him what she knows about Jolinar. She keeps up her cover of being a physicist working in deep space radar telemetry. And he's just like, don't stop. I know that's a cover. I know all about like symbiotes and stuff, but she's not talking. You know what's weird, though, is in this conversation, they keep talking about, like, you're the key to figuring out how to remove a symbiote, but, like, they never actually did that. Yeah, that's, I was going to bring that up later, like, okay, what, yeah. yeah, it's like, they think, yeah, because Jolinar just died in Sam, and then her, the, Sam's body, like, absorbed the tissue of Jolinar, like, Jolinar was not removed, also Jolinar was a Tok'ra, not a ghoul slight differences there so yeah that was a point I was going to bring up a bit later like okay yeah All right. yeah continue yes so we see uh Diana and another doctor sort of watching this interrogation and they're both like well she's not going to talk uh they do have a couple leads on the stuff that was in her blood test but nothing definite and then we see the camera pan over to reveal a gold symbiote swimming in a tank that was really, I gotta say, that was much better CGI than we've seen of some Gould symbiote CGI in the past. Oh, yeah. I thought it looked really good in this episode. There was no mystery Gould sound effect. No, there was there was no squeaky, squeaky Gould noises. No, no. no. Which, no. We still don't know what that is. Yep. <laughs> still, somebody please find out what it is. We need to know. Anyway. It'll be the mystery to last all time. I really... I really hope it is some dude that just turns out to be going like, <laughs> like really well. <laughs> and it isn't actually an animal. It's a person. I mean, it very well could be a person making a noise that's like, you know, run through, you know, programs to tweak it and synth yeah, synthesizers and stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So in the car, Mayborn tells Jack that the thing he was paid to go get was that Gould symbiote. Uh, apparently, on one of the early missions that the Russians went on, they encountered a group of Jaffa and managed to capture one and bring it back to Earth. That Jaffa symbiote was nearing maturity, so Mayborn was sent to retrieve it for, like, the biotech division? Eh, something. He doesn't, again, he also doesn't ask why. They pay him, he does. And that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Um, so, they okay. They don't what happened to the Jaffa, though, do they? Or do you I, I imagine the Jaffa is dead if it doesn't have its symbiote anymore. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so what does that have to do with Sam? Uh, Mayborn's not sure how they knew about her, but the fact that she used to be host to a symbiote is probably useful information. And basically, just Jack is overwhelmed with the urge to shoot Mayborn some more. Uh, but he's like, hey, not so fast. I know the name of the doctor who like got the symbiote after Mayborn had retrieved it. So Mayborn then breaks into that doctor's office and they pull up Adrian Conrad's medical records. Yay, they have they have more information at least now yep. on where people they're, are and what's going on, possibly. They're putting the puzzle pieces together. Yes. Mm -hmm. Back at the SGC, Dr. Fraser has been doing some research into Adrian Conrad and he apparently has something called Burkhart syndrome. This is not a real disease. I went to look it up to see if it is. It's not. It's completely fictional, made up for the show. Um, oh, okay, fun. So, <laughs> so but, the question then is, who is Burkhart? Because they would have named it after. I don't somebody. know. I know. I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't find anything. Maybe that was somebody that. on the crew. Could be. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But according to Dr. Fraser, it's basically like an autoimmune disease. So Agent Conrad is basically vulnerable to all sorts of illnesses, and there is no known cure. So that's why they want the Gould symbiote to, you know, its whole, you know, health 
restoring properties. It's doubtful he would want to actually be implanted with the symbiote, so they're probably trying to figure out if they can just synthesize the healing ability that it has, and Dr. Fraser doubts they would be able to do such a thing, even with his unlimited resources, because they've been working on it basically since the Stargate program, like, started, and they, like, got tilt back, I'm guessing. So they've had a gold symbiote for, I guess, we don't even really know how long, but month maybe at the most a couple weeks something yeah um okay so how can we find out where he is because you know he hasn't been seen in public so where is he and dr fraser says that given his condition he would need to be in some sort of dedicated like medical care facility like a hospital or some other place where there are medicines to help him if he should actually get sick Daniel shuffles through his papers and finds, ah, yes, St. Christina's. It's an abandoned hospital just outside of Seattle that he purchased a while ago. So General Hammond will get in contact with the local authorities, and Daniel and Tilk will meet Jack there. I like how he starts off that with, like, St. something. St. something, yes. (laughs) Um, Every hospital out there. Yes. On a surveillance screen in the hospital, we see Sam still trapped to the bed. The camera pans over to a doctor who's doing something on a chart, and he then turns to check the camera, and Sam is gone. She's gotten off, but she's escaped. So he calls it in. We see her running through the halls, comes across a guard with a gun. She kicks him, gets the gun, but all the doors are locked. She's then approached by a man in a wheelchair, and this is Adrian Conrad. More guards approach. She tells them to back off or she'll shoot. And he's like, that's, if you leave, I'm dead anyway. So it doesn't really matter if you shoot me. So she does eventually put the gun down and there she's going to, you know, figure out what's like, what's going on here. What exactly is going on? I have to say that the, um, the stunt dude that she, like, we see shots of him with the gun doing like a perimeter check. And then we see her like elbow him in the face and take Mm -hmm. his gun. That guy was really good at doing, like, the the double take after she elbowed him in the face of, like, yeah. oh, my God, what happened? I need to get my head right, like, the, you know, back and forth. I really, it was, it was neat enough for me to notice, like, oh, that was totally good. Was I good. think that's how I'd react if somebody punched <laughs> me in the face. Really. Yeah. I will say, I will say one fun fact I sort of read doing research. I came across uh, an interview with the guy who plays Adrian Conrad. Apparently he like had the flu or something while they were filming. He had like 104 fever was like, so if he looks sick, like he was like actually sick while they were filming. He was on the brink of death. We didn't have to have makeup on him. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so I wonder if you if he was the one insisted on filming, like, no, this is method. This will totally work. Strap me <laughs> to the chair, I'll be fine. Oh, I be, didn't be, read be that. My lines. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sam gets taken back to her bed and handcuffed to it this time, and she's here because apparently their plan is to implant Adrian with a symbiote, let it heal him, and then remove it. And Sam's like, that's not possible. And Adrian's like, well, maybe nobody's been desperate enough to figure out how to do it yet. And then he starts struggling to breathe and so gets wheeled out of the room. And we see him now. He's now like on a gurney with an oxygen mask. And they're basically like out of time. They need to get the symbiote in him. Diana tries to stop the doctors from doing that because they don't know if they can get the symbiote back out or even if whatever the symbiote does to heal him will last if they are able to remove it, which I think is the very good point. 
Yeah, um, that is a good question. I yeah. was really asked about that before. Yeah. Um, but Adrian kind of like takes the oxygen mask off and tells her it's okay. They should proceed with doing the implantation. So yeah. I guess he's going to get the gold in his head. I'm glad they don't actually show that. I, know. Yes. I always wonder when they're when they're doing that kind of stuff, like where they would, you know, because we've had so many different characters and types of ghouls of like where it goes in the body. Yeah. Of I'm glad they just don't show it. And they're like, yeah, it's yeah. in there. Yeah. It's just, and it's in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's now a SWAT truck outside the hospital and everybody's getting ready to go in. We see Jack strapping on a bulletproof vest. Yay. Uh, he orders the SWAT officers to cover the exits and keep an eye on Mayborn. And Mayborn's like, let me go with you. I messed this up. Let me help make it right. And he's like, fine, but you don't get a gun. So he orders the SWAT men to go and then tells Daniel and Tilk to take the front entrance. So inside the hospital, Adrian is kind of like struggling on the bed. This is sort of apparently sort of just post-implantation and his eyes open. And uh, he's a ghoul. Is it so weird to you that Daniel is recruited for going on military type rescue missions? I I, I guess, but that's what the show is. So it still really strikes me as funny that like, I mean, sure, it's SG one. He wants to save his teammate, but like, he is not a military personnel person who's been trained in the art of rescue missions. Well, it's been it's four like, years now, so. I know, but it still strikes me as funny. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Adrian's a gould. The pain is gone. He feels great. Okay, awesome. Get the gould out of him. And the doctor's like, now? We don't know how to do that. <laughs> like, it's been five minutes since we told you we don't know if we could take it out of him. We haven't learned anything new in the last five minutes. Um but also the the other thing is uh, that apparently what they were planning to do is uh, cutting into Sam's brain tissue to figure out how to remove a gold symbiote, which I don't I don't know what that would tell you. I don't I, I don't understand also, this plan at all. I don't know. No, no sense. No, no, not if even anybody, a little bit. No, if anybody out there might be able to make that make sense, please write in and let us know because. Yeah, I don't know what examining somebody's brain tissue would tell you about removing a ghoul symbiote. Yeah. yeah. So then we get, I think this is, okay, this is, I think, my favorite scene of the episode. So Daniel walks into the hospital reception, pretends to have just been electrocuted and, like, needs medical attention. And the guards that are sitting there tell him, you know, this place is closed, go somewhere else. And then we get the return of snarky Daniel, who goes, I said, I think I just electrocuted myself. Do you have any idea what that feels like? The guard goes, no. So Daniel zets them and goes, something like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, it's the kind of thing that works totally for TV. But if yes. anyone ever did that in real life, they would have been like, look what I did there. Did you see that? <laughs> that was yes. like, I planned that. I totally planned that. Yeah. We're done. Just the way I wanted it to. I do have to say, like, the second guard fumbling with his gun for way too long before Daniels added him. Like, that was really awkward. Like, somebody trying to, like, kill time while Daniel turned around. I don't know. It was just weird and awkward. And, yeah. Not good choreography. No, I don't think so. 
So Daniel and Tilk start their search from the front of the hospital. We see Jack and Mayborn somewhere else. And like Jack enters a room and Mayborn stays out in the hall and the guard approaches Mayborn. And then we get a cool shot as the guard kind of like walks around. So his back is to the door that Jack walked in. So Jack walks back out, whacks the guard uh, on the back of the head to knock him out. Mayborn grabs the gun. Jack tries to stop him. And Mayborn's like, do you want me to watch your back or not? I need a gun. If we're in this situation, I need a gun. So, okay, fine. So Adrian is pleading with Diana to let him out of his restraints. He's controlling the symbiote, not the other way around. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's like, all I want to, I've been cooped up. I just, I just want to go outside and breathe fresh air and touch your face. Because I guess they're in love or something. I don't know. Um, I mean, I got I got the vibe that like they've just been to get like she's been working for him for so long that there is affection. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. she does reach down and like hold his hand, which is right by this like the little the wrist strap, and it's like don't do it, don't do it, don't don't do it. Yeah. Oh, don't. but you're going to. You're gonna do but it. You're gonna, you're gonna yeah. Do. Yeah. <laughs> um, we see the two doctors go back into Sam's room and get a syringe ready, and she starts fighting. She's like, oh my god, you're gonna kill me. Luckily, Jack and Mayborn bust in right then, manage to stop them. Uh, they get the ducks over, like, against the wall, and Sam unlocked. Jack radios that they have Sam, and she's okay, which Daniel's like, that's great, but we have another problem, because Daniel has found the room that Adrian Conrad was in, and Diana is now lying on the floor, unconscious slash dead. It's unclear again. There's, yeah. I'm finding there's a lot of times I'm making notes, and I'm like, a person is unconscious slash dead. We don't know <laughs> Um, and and there's no sign of Adrian so oh crap Sam tells them what they did like with implanting him with the symbiote what they were planning to do with her so Jack hands her a gun and they head out leaving Mayborn to guard the doctors and Jack's like you'll be here when we get back right no of course not Jack he's not gonna be there but anyway uh, Jack tells Daniel and Tilk to start searching the upper floors and we get then get a montage of the hospital search which is apparently in here because the episode was running short (laughs) So mm-hmm. they just had to have like this five minute montage of people like searching the rooms and stuff. I wanted Daniel or not Daniel. I wanted Jack to um, put in the end of his line to Mayborn of like, you're going to be here when I get back. Right. Okay. Cause I'm going to arrest you then. Like, so <laughs> stay here, stay, stay put so I can come back and arrest you. Yeah. Okay, good. We're on the same page. Good. All right. Bye. <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Daniel ends up finding the room that Sam was in and the two doctors are now handcuffed to the bed unconscious and there's no sign of Mayborn. <gasps> Surprise. Yes. Down in the basement, Jack finds Adrian, whose eyes flash and he's like, you shoot me and you kill the host. And Jack's like, that's fine with me. Jack doesn't, Jack doesn't care about that mm-hmm. at all. Uh, Jack then gets shot twice in the back and goes down and whoa, fucking Simmons shows up and does the whole he does the whole come with me if you want to live to the gould so they leave out a side door sam finds jack radios for help and jack just really wishes that bulletproof vests had sleeves like that would be great um unfortunately he did not see who shot him so they don't know Back in the SGC infirmary, Jack apparently thinks it was Mayborn that shot him and was the one who got Adrian out of the hospital. Sam's like, we don't That's a fair really assumption, know. though. He was yeah. the only one that was there. Yes. And, um, but Sam does speak up and be like, we, we, on it, we can't know that for sure. But uh, in the off chance, FBI and Interpol have been alerted, but 
there is now a Gould loose on Earth. So, uh, said Gould, though, is currently locked in an interrogation room somewhere. Simmons enters, and if the Gould holds up his end of the bargain, he might be able to get better accommodations. And it might just be that Simmons actually has more to offer than the Gould thinks. The end. I know. Huh? All of that vagueness, I was just like, okay, I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but do you? Do you? I don't know. Well, it's a very, like, I had a moment where after he said the line of talking about their bargain, I had Mm -hmm. a moment where I was like, when in the world did you strike up a bargain? Was this like on the van, in the van on the way over? Yeah. (laughs) Was this some sort of prearranged thing because you showed up, you hadn't known that you were, that, you know, stuff was going on there. So when, when and who and what was this bargain related to? Yeah, I would like to know that, too, because you can't make a deal with the Gould when it's not in a person, when it's just, like, swimming around its snaky self, Yeah, you know. So the bargain, yeah, had to be made when it was inside Adrian, so. Yeah. Maybe he's, Simmons is sort of offering, like, you know, we know where the Stargate is, and I can get you there or something like that, possibly. We'll have to find out. Stay tuned for 48 hours, I think, possibly. Yep. Anyway. Okay, so the episode title, Desperate Times Call for Desperate Measures, which would be the situation that Adrian finds himself in, being on the verge of death. Also possibly referring to Jack slash the SGC having to work with Mayborn again. Mm -hmm. So I decided to look up where Desperate Times Calls for Desperate Measures, like where that saying comes from. It it, it can actually be traced back to an origin. It it can. Where do you think it comes from? I mean, it sounds like something that would have been you know, in some sort of wartime speech, political, like a politician was speaking about a wartime type thing mm-hmm. or a, a military person was speaking about it. Um, that's that's what it sounds to me. And it also sounds like something that has been like changed over time. Like that's not actually what they said. A bit. So yeah. it actually comes from the ancient Greek physician Hippocrates. Ah, okay. Uh, as in like the Hippocratic Oath. Um, and uh, a phrase that appeared in his book, Aphorisms, which said, for extreme diseases, extreme methods of cure, asterisk restriction are most suitable. Oh, wow. It was related to medical things. Yeah. Um, there, there's, yeah, there's, there's two other similar, like, old, like, Latin phrases. One which means, for a hard, not a hard tool must be sought. And uh, extreme remedies for extreme evils. So, and then just sort of over time, it becomes desperate times call for desperate measures. So that's where we are. <laughs> when somebody was like, let's, uh, let's open this up a little bit. Uh, we yeah. can't just have it about medical things. Let's, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Make it uh, a catch-all. Yes. Uh, so as far as foreign territories, we have in French, this was called last resort. In Italian, it was called desperate decision. And then in Czech, it was called desperate solution. At no point was it measures of measures of desperation. No, sorry. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Yes. Uh, so, what do we think about this episode? Do we like it? I do like it. There was um, it. It's an interesting, you know, introduction of a new character mm-hmm. that I think was fairly well done. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I liked it. There were no gaping plot holes where I was like, why? Except for, I guess, Daniel being sent on a rescue mission as a and, civilian. 
And and what they need Sam's brain for. Yeah, still. and what they need Sam's brain for. That is, yeah, I guess that is too. How, yeah. how at no point in time was she like, they didn't remove the ghoul. It yeah. died. It was still <laughs> in me. Yes. I understand what you think is happening here. Yeah. No. I know. This one, this one falls in my like, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> it's fine. You it's know, fine. I think I would have been, I'd be inclined to agree. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I do love a good Mayborn episode just because I feel yeah. like, um, what's the actor's name? Uh, Tom McBeth. McBee. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like he, I feel like that's a role that he just loves to play. So yeah. when he got to be like the sleazy Mayborn in it, he was like, yes. This is where I live now. Yeah. Like an example that you once put is like, he knows what kind of show he's in. He's yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So I do. I do love a good Mayborn episode. Yeah. I will yeah. say one of the things um, like in the commentary, Will Garrity commented on was like he when he was like getting ready to direct, he kind of had like in mind like how he wanted Mayborn to be. And Tom Macbeth came with like a completely different idea. And he was like, Tom was right. It's like. Yes, Tom was yes. almost right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find us on Instagram at SG underscore rewatch. And now on Discord, check the link in the show notes. Or send us an email at woo, that's W-O-O-S-G rewatch at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us, please. And we will see you next time for a very special episode as we watch Wormhole Extreme. Yay! Bye. Bye.